This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a dog food expert and published author who's going to teach us about the Coco Mega Effect. I'll tell you all about him and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, a published author. He's an inventor, a researcher, and entrepreneur. He's a road tripper, a foodie, a wine snob, and a coffee lover. He's a world traveler who's originally from Vegas and just moved to Austin, Texas. He's husband to Anna, dog dad to Sherlock, one of the founders of Yum Wolf, food for dogs that is high-end and wonderful, highly recommend. And he's the author of the new book called The Coco Mega Effect. He's Jaron Lucas. Welcome, Jaron. It's so good to have you on the show again. Thank you. I guess we can end the interview now because I think you described pretty much everything about me. Yes, we're done. We're done. I just, I I don't want to catch up with you. I didn't invite you because I'm super intrigued by your <laughs> book. We're done. Well, before we get into all the reasons why I did invite you back, let me introduce our drinking game today. So anybody participating in our drinking game, anytime you hear this word, the secret word is sommelier. Make sure you take a drink of whatever you're enjoying. It could be alcoholic. It could be non-alcoholic. It's just for fun. But if you are having an alcoholic beverage, make sure that you are not driving, that you're drinking responsibly, and that you're of age wherever you're joining us from. So what are you having in Austin, Texas today, Jaron? Well, I'm having a local beverage today. We're uh, having some liquid death water. So um, yeah, I... uh, uh, Tuesday as we're recording this, just uh, keeping it easy. Got a got a long weekend ahead of me. Uh, going to this regenerative agriculture uh, fundraiser, and so yeah, I'm just trying to like you know kind of prepare myself with lack of alcohol before that. Hydrating, hydrating. So I'm hydrating. That, that's right. Now that you are, and by the way, that liquid death, I've never had it. My husband buys it a lot. Like, what's so special about this liquid death water? You know what I love about them? Because like the water itself is, uh, I don't think it's like particularly that great or anything, but I do love their sustainability mission. 
And oh. I happen to have a friend who works for them. So um, she's kind of gotten me into the brand. I love the fact that they're super pro sustainability in these aluminum cans. And, you know, I think it's like interesting what they've done with the brand. I originally hated it, I'll be honest, because it's like it looks like it's from a gas station. Yeah. And I specifically bought a Tesla. Half of the uh, reason was to like never have to go to a gas station again. <laughs> so I originally didn't so much vibe with it, but uh, what can I say? It grew on me. But really funny, there's a guy named Martin on, um, he goes by being the water sommelier. He's like yes. gotten really popular on TikTok and Martin Reese or something like that. Anyway, if you just search for Martin, he'll probably come up. And uh, so I've been joking with friends because he, he begins every video with like, I'm Martin, your water sommelier. I had terrible German accent there, but I was like, dude, this guy, what is he even talking about? And so I've just been like kind of messing with my friends, telling them that I now have a water sommelier, but I actually have been getting really big into like figuring out like different types of spring water and stuff like that. So next time I'm on here, I'll either have a natural wine or I'll have like some really bougie water. Ooh, bougie water. So I am kind of bougie about water too. We have a, you know, a reverse osmosis system for our drinking water. Heck yeah. But but I am boozy. So today I'm having something inspired by your book. This is a pineapple coconut caipirinha that I made. That's amazing. It is beautiful and it is just as tasty as it looks. So I just want to propose a toast to you for being back on the show. It's so good to see you. Yeah, you were saying it's been two years exactly. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, a lot's happened at Yum Wolf since then. And, you know, as you mentioned, I recently launched a book, The Canine Coco Mega Effect. And that's actually one of the things I'm so glad that you made that drink. That is perfect. And I I recommend everyone just, you know, mix a little bit of coconut oil with uh, maybe some cod liver oil, try to create a drink out of that at home and, you know, see what happens. That sounds like a disgusting drink, but maybe if we put a little, I don't know, olive juice in there, it'll work. The most important thing is it's good for you and you should definitely <laughs> film a TikTok and upload it. Hashtag Coco Mega. <laughs> that is a great idea. I love that so much. Well, last time you were here, we played a game called Eat, Toss, Feed. So I want to check in and see if any of your answers have changed since we played that game last time. And I've added a couple of new questions so that we can, of course, keep it fresh. So are you ready to play? Let's do this. All right, let's do it. All right. Remember, for those who have not watched our show two years ago, it's episode 23 on Pet Life Radio. And I'll also put a link here so that you can catch up if you want to go back and then move forward before you watch this episode because Jaron broke down the pet food industry in such a great way. And it, I'm going to ask him about whether anything he said back then has changed, but I have a feeling it has not. So definitely catch up with that interview. And here we go. The first one is chicken, steak, bacon. Which one are you eating? Which one are you feeding to Sherlock, your dog? And which one are you throwing in the bin? Oh, wow. Well, I'm actually making a grass-fed steak tonight, so I'm eating steak. Sherlock, Sherlock, lately I've been covering his food with a little bit of bacon occasionally. So uh, Sherlock gets bacon, and uh, whatever the third one was, was that chicken? Chicken. Yeah, chicken. Oh, man, I have such a love-hate relationship with chicken, but it does lean on the hate, so that's got to go in the trash bin. I don't know if you remember, but you tossed 
chicken last year too, but you actually had the bacon because you were keto back then or two years ago. And mm. you gave the steak to Sherlock. So things have changed a little bit. Yeah, the, I guess uh, I guess Sherlock and I have had a big reversal, and who knows? In uh, you know, next time I'm on, maybe maybe it'll reverse maybe. again. I don't think I'll be going back to chicken though. I have been adding more. Like I'm starting to recognize the benefits of chicken. I guess. Well, you're in Texas now, so I have a feeling you're going to be having chicken and waffles and stuff like that, and brunches. Fried chicken. Only if it's not breaded. I, I'm still pretty good. You Healthy. know, I still stay pretty low carb, try to keep it pretty paleo. I am, yeah, I would say like definitely splurging a little bit more than when I was on keto. Like keto is so strict. It's strict. like exactly. 20, you can't even have friends on keto, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I do love keto. Like I think everyone should do it. For like six months or something and just like start counting your carbs and understand how your body works how about this question let's say that are the choices beyond burger portobello burger black bean burger which one are you eating which one are you feeding to sherlock and which one are you tossing in the trash oh man those all sound absolutely awful i'm gonna toss all three in the trash last time you gave the portobello to sherlock you had the black bean burger and were worried about the after effects of your intestines. And then you threw the Beyond Burger in the trash. So this time we're just throwing all of them in the trash. I mean, I think that's really fair. Yeah, I got to give myself credit last time. I will say I agree with my general ordering and I the ordering is still relatively the same, but I think my standards have gone up in life and oh. I'm just not willing to have subpar burgers. Like, give me the meat. Yeah, I agree. Oh, so when we spoke last, I was not eating meat. Now I eat meat. I've had... Were you vegan before? I was vegetarian. Okay. And, and I had changed? been vegan. I had my second child who's the biggest carnivore. And while I was breastfeeding mm. her, all I did was crave meat. And it was the craziest thing. And her favorite thing to eat is turkey sandwiches. And you know what made me like eat meat all the time was turkey sandwiches. Because I could literally feel like she needed turkey. I don't know what it is. My body knew what my child, my baby needed when I was breastfeeding yeah. her. And it kind of, it was like the gateway drug to like other meats. And now I'm trying to cut back. The only thing I'm really trying to avoid is pork. I really don't want to eat pork. Pigs are so similar to dogs. It breaks my heart to even think about it. And just the way that pork is, you know, pork agriculture is really horrible, especially, you know, your mainstream stuff. So I, I don't really want poor little piglets like slaughtered for me to like mm -hmm. eat something. So I'm trying to be more ethical about my eating now, but I still eat meat and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing to come to terms with the reality that we live in a universe where uh, like everything eats each other. Uh, yeah. I, I deal with it too. I guess I've come to some sort of peace with it, but uh, I definitely understand that that uh, sentiment. And But the funny thing is, is over the last uh, year and a half, all of my vegan friends have now started eating meat. It's the pandemic, man. We were tired of eating lentils. Speaking of <laughs> lentils. My next one is lentils, sweet potatoes, and beets. Which one are you eating? Which one are you feeding? Which ones are you tossing? Okay. Well, I, I hate lentils. So those are... I'm just going to give those to my wife because she loves them. Uh, so you know, we'll me too. It must like be a Latino thing because your wife is mm. Latina, right? Yes. Is, it's a Latina yeah. thing. We grow, we grow up eating them. I forget. Do you speak Spanish? Yes. 
Oh, perfecto. Podemos hacer otro episodio en español. Muy bien. Wow. Yeah, Estoy impresionada. Qué bien. Yeah, for all, all of bien. those of you out there who don't speak Spanish yet, though, like keep practicing because uh, we're going to do another episode in You're Spanish. making my husband look really bad because he's been practicing, <laughs> but he cannot pull off what you just said. He said we're going to have to do another episode in Spanish since he's been practicing and he did it really, really well. All right, I so have he's throwing- a few uh, podcasts he can start watching. Really? Oh, practice, that's good. Yeah. Oh, listen, that's a really good idea. Send those over. I'll post them in the uh, show notes so that people can also find out what you're talking about. Because I think a lot of people are trying to learn another language these days. So yeah, definitely Duolingo send that is definitely helping a lot of people right now. I think so, too. I think so, too. And it's fun. They make it fun. All right. So you threw away the lentils or you gave mm-hmm. them to Anna. What are you doing with the sweet potatoes and the beets? I do just want to clarify that giving things to my wife is not the same as throwing away, just in case she watches this later, like not the same, but we are giving them to Anna and uh, sweet potatoes I'm eating. Like I've really uh, actually the only thing. So what kind of ended up leading me to start a dog food company was I have had all these skin issues for since I was in my late teens. And I realized that after like, you know, 12 years of like, ointments and steroids and all this crap that doctors will give you and not a single one ever recommended that maybe you should try a food elimination diet maybe you have food allergies so i finally you know started listening to some people who recommended this and i try this food elimination diet turns out i had food allergies don't eat the certain foods skin issues go away now that's like a whole other question of like how Basically, I'm allergic to Mexican food. So, you know, spicy food, right? All the spicy uh stuff. All the spicy, unfortunately, eggs, nuts, seeds. It's like, yeah, it's definitely tough. Like breakfast. I'm allergic to eggs too. I'm allergic Uh, to eggs too, but I'll still eat them. I still eat them. I really should stop. I'll I'll tell you, uh, I had to stop eggs. I still eat a lot of things I shouldn't because like yum, but it's a balance. And uh, eggs are one that just like really make my skin blow up. And it's kind of part of my life mission to ultimately, I want to solve food allergies. That's like a big long-term goal I have. And I hope for us that I can hopefully solve us being able to eat eggs again. That's a goal. (laughs) Well, I think a lot of a lot of it. Well, I know a lot of it has to do with you know the gut flora and all that, which is exactly what you talk about in your book. So Mm -hmm. I definitely want to learn more about what you have to say about you know how all of that is intermingled. To finish answering your question, it was between. All I had to do was remove sweet potatoes to be on keto. That's how I ended up on keto. So I do this food elimination diet. I love sweet potatoes. Those are definitely what I'm going to eat. And uh, and then the beets. Beets. Eh, whatever, whatever was the third option, we're going to do that with the beets. So the beets are going to Sherlock. And actually, beets are high in sugar, but they have a lot of antioxidants. So people do use them sparingly in dog food. So I think that's a good idea. Beet fiber is actually a very controversial ingredient in dog food, and it shouldn't be. I did the research on this. Like I went through all the NIH studies looking at like the effects of beet fiber on dogs, and it's basically just positive benefits. It's all like Ooh. all the benefits you want to get out of fiber. There's no negative side effect. Like I feel like one of the really odd places, because we're a natural pet food company, I'm always going to promote natural pet food over all other options. But when you think about something like beet fiber, like humans don't really eat it. 
I think a lot of pet parents look at it as something maybe added to the food that it's like, okay, well, you're just taking human byproduct and like putting that in pet food, but it's also upcycling. So, you know, to me, as long as it's good for dogs, like we should feed it to them. And that's one of those ingredients that across all studies that I've seen has been really beneficial. So yeah, Sherlock gets the beets. Kale, spinach, and arugula. Which one are you eating? Which one is going to Sherlock? And which one is going in the trash? I'm eating arugula. That's you did that last time. Yeah. I mean, that's like the only healthy one you mentioned. And then spinach is very high in oxalates. So I really try to limit my spinach consumption, especially as someone who whose parents have had kidney stones. I have these customer calls I'll do. I've opened up like some of my schedule to chat with pet parents and both of my calls that I had today with pet parents were people whose dogs are having these kidney stones. And uh, just like a tip to pet parents, if your dog is having that first, like do not feed your dog the prescription diet that is recommending you. If it's like a dry kibble to start, like just look at the first three ingredients on it. It's like one of them's probably wheat and it shouldn't be. But in addition to that, what you can actually do is look at like, what do they add to those dog foods to make them more beneficial? And like, really all you need to do is supplement your dog's diet with potassium citrate. So anyway, I'm wait, how do we get, get potassium citrate in our dog's food? Just I'm actually looking for a new brand, but I just go on Amazon and I buy it in powder form currently from bulk supplements. I've heard that there may be better brands out there in terms of quality. So that's like the only thing I don't necessarily have like the brand that I recommend, but that's the brand I currently use. And you just need to make sure that you're using the citrate form of potassium. That's the one that actually breaks up kidney stones. Like literally it like breaks up kidney stones. Uh, and this is shown in studies too. So it's very cool stuff. They do put it in those prescription dog foods, but you don't need to like destroy your dog's microbiome and like cause a bunch of inflammation. Like I was looking at one of those diets today and it's like canola oil. And the first three ingredients, uh, one of them was wheat. One of them was corn. It's just like, why isn't meat in there? So <laughs> that's a whole thing to talk about but yeah, yeah you can you can you can supplement your dog's diet without um switching to kibble is my point yeah. so we're definitely not going to be eating the spinach and then the kale trash. is even worse like the kale is oh. like trash that one is very high in lectins and so basically both the spinach and you know you got to be careful with plants i do eat a lot of plants i currently eat salads for lunch every day but I would say that plants are always trying to kill us. And so you really want to pay attention to which ones are lower in lectins, which ones are lower in anti-nutrients. That's one of the things that I'm, I've really taken into account with our next dog food that we're about to launch. That one's going to be a grain-free dog food. You know, we So now we'll have a grain-inclusive food and we'll also have a grain-free food. It's also like over the last, you know, three years, I've learned so much more about dog nutrition than I even knew when I started the brand. And we're on V2 of all of our recipes. Like we're, we're always making improvements, but with this next one, it's me kind of taking everything I've learned, really trying to avoid all anything I know might have lectins or anti-nutrients. And so it's really going to be an awesome food. It's also going to be a little bit cheaper, still air-dried, but a little bit cheaper than Perfect Kibble. Perfect Kibble, despite the name, is an air-dried dog food that we have, non-GMO, all these Coco Mega super fats, no seed oils. Like We already get like pretty serious about it, but now we'll have a good array 
I need to take a break right now. We need to listen to our sponsors. Let's listen to them. And then when we come back, I want to break down the seed oil controversy because I mean, even Let's I in like in like mom groups, I'm seeing like seed oils and now I'm panicked. So I need you to break it down because I trust you and I know you're going to lead me in the right direction. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with Jared Lucas of We Are Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I'm having a really impressive and really informative conversation with Jaron Lucas, whom I expected no less of. Because he's been here before and he has always taught me so much. He is one of the founders of Yum Wolf Natural Dog Food. And he is also the author of the new book. It's called The Canine Coco Mega Effect. And so right now, I want to play a quick game with you, Jaren. I'm going to give you one minute and you're going to tell me all the dangers of seed oil. Are you ready to play? Let's do this. All right. Three, two, one, go. Seed oils are destroying your dog's health. They're high in inflammatory omega-6s, and that's the key thing to remember here. It's not just that people are saying like in a woo-woo way that these are inflammatory, like they literally activate the production of inflammatory molecules, as I mentioned earlier, such as PGE2 and cytokines. And so these are things, and there's actually a chart in my book where I like break all of this down and how omega-3s inhibit that pathway of inflammation at different points in its formation. And so, you know, seed oils are just bad. They are very chemically processed in some cases, canola oil being the worst, like canola oil is made through a 12-step process. I've started using this video showing the sludge that is produced to actually produce canola oil. It's like one of the earlier phases of it, but it's just like a black sludge. You know, I mean, it's like, ultimately, we just need to use some common sense in our dog's diet. And there's enough research out there to show that omega-3s are really beneficial. If omega-3s and omega-6s work at opposite ends of the spectrum of inflammation, then we probably want to have more omega-3s. Fish oil for anyone who's bought it before is like not the cheapest thing in the world. So that's why a lot of dog food companies don't include it. But, you know, if you are concerned about your dog living as long as possible and you really want to make sure that, you know, you're doing everything you can as a pet parent to have them with you for more years, the best thing you can do is feed them more omega-3s. There are many types you can choose from, but as long as it's like wild caught, you're good because they in farm raised stuff they actually put a lot of chemicals into the right. tanks that are they're grown in and then 
simply don't feed your dog seed oils. Like there are plenty of options out there that don't include it that are AFCO complete and balanced. And so like you can just safely assume that the company is kind of taking the cheaper way out. Like, yes, all brands need to kind of like make some sort of profit in order to operate. But like what's most important is what you're putting in your dog's body. And so pay a little more, pay 10% more, just like don't get dog food with seed oils in it. Bravo. That was two minutes and 30 seconds, but I let you speak because it was so valuable. Like that was exactly what I wanted to hear. I have a lot to say on the topic. I know. I know. So I'm a big talker too. So I never stop people when they go over (laughs) a minute. A minute's not long enough most of the time. Okay. So tell me about your book and what inspired you to write it. Because last time we spoke, there was no book on the horizon that I know of. Yeah. Last year, I really wanted to put my thoughts down into a book format that explained a lot of what I had learned and really helped people understand what Yum Wolf stands for. Because there are so many dog food brands out there and they all frankly say the same thing. And that has been, that's something that really pushed me to start to think about like, why is Yum Wolf different? What do we stand for? And how are we making people's lives better and ultimately having a greater impact? And we're just really starting that. But it it is something that I am personally thinking about every day, like really trying to more and more define that mission of how we can create a bigger impact. And so one of the ways that I felt I could do this was by writing a book about how we are seeing as a company and how 162 clinical studies support certain fats. And some very recent research that's been done over the last three years, especially showing this Cocomega effect, as I have entitled it. Fortunately, like I said, Hills Pet Nutrition has a great research department. So they have done some really groundbreaking studies on this topic. And so I've really tried to summarize that and then further support it with additional research. And then also I'd say one of the additional breakthroughs, I I almost thought about calling it like Coco Mega Plus or something like that, because adding fiber to this whole mix of coconut oil and omega-3s from especially fish oil, when you add fiber to it, it just boosts it even more. So you have this trifecta effect that we've discovered. And I wanted to really help people understand it. I wanted to make it more than just like me talking for 30 seconds and like, you have to believe me. So I can't tell you, I'm so happy this book is out, not only (laughs) because I'm so sick of writing it. I mean, we're talking like eight hours a day for many, many months, just like going deep into research after research studies. And over the last three years, I have actually gone through 3000 clinical studies on nutrition in general. So this is something that I've like, I feel like I've built up some credibility in this Yeah, and I'm really just trying to summarize what the data says. And so that's, that's the basis of the book. And what I hope people get out of it is a very tangible and actionable way to understand how to keep your dog healthy for longer. Fats are very important. Proteins are often a source of many allergies. And so proteins are very important, but they're not something that's usually like anti-inflammatory. Fats are very interesting because it is through fats that we can have a lot of these anti-inflammatory benefits on dogs. And so when we understand what particular types of fats we can feed them, what types actually cause more inflammation, seed oils. When we understand this whole array, that's when like you can start to add a, you know, two, three or more years to your dog's life. And so fats are very important. That's definitely a big takeaway. 
Well, I read the blurb of your book. There's a correlation between the Cocomega and microbiome. What is it? The Cocomega superfats directly improve microbiome diversity. And microbiome diversity is the key metric looked at across all microbiome research that's correlated with longevity. So when we're thinking about just a way to simplify a metric showing, is our dog likely to live longer based on whatever we're feeding them, microbiome diversity is what you want to pay attention to. And so what I show in the book is how the combining coconut oil with the right amount of omega-3s, and there are different types of omega-3s, so you want to combine the right types as well. I go into that. When they're combined, you can actually increase your dog's microbiome diversity. Hence, they're more likely to live longer. But the other benefit comes down into it reduces inflammation. So, you know, inflammation really does tend to start in the gut microbiome. Whoever is listening to this, like, you know, your dog currently has been having either uh, allergies, especially environmental allergies, or they have like all sorts of gastrointestinal issues their gut microbiome is definitely messed up. And if you're feeding them dry kibble, like there's absolutely no question that not only is their microbiome messed up and isn't very diverse, but um, most likely there's this mucus that lines the intestinal walls. So the microbiome is in the intestines. It's, you know, like a big part of it. So there's this mucus layer, but when that mucus layer through inflammation gets withered away, that's when things get really bad. That's when just like things go haywire. And so if we can find ways to rebuild that up, one of the best ways to do that is through superfats, as I've called them. And so superfats are this class of anti-inflammatory fats that can help first just stop causing damage. I cannot stress enough that the seed oils are causing this damage. Like anyone whose dog and is listening to this and you're having these issues, see if seed oils are on your dog's label. Just like start there. Yeah. And you can repair the damage through fiber and Cocomega super fats. And I, again, I count fiber to be a fat because when your dog eats it, it is converted into fatty acids. So it actually becomes a fat. Okay. So how can my audience learn more about you? Where where are we following you to learn all of this information? You are truly such a pleasure to have on the show because I love learning from you. So tell us. Thank you so much. I love it too. It's <laughs> it's always fun. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jaren Lucas. That's Lucas with a K. Jaren spelled the normal way. And my company's Yumwoof. Just go to yumwoof.com and yeah, grab my book on Amazon. It's in uh, paperback, hardcover, and uh, Kindle ebook. So I want a, a signed copy. More. I want a signed copy. How do I get uh, a signed I'm, I copy? I can't believe I haven't sent you one. So Please. I, uh, I yeah, only we... want a signed copy. We're buddies as far as I'm concerned. I'm not ordering just... off Amazon. I want Heck a signed yeah. I'm happy to pay, but I want a I just copy. ordered like 250 copies to my house. Okay. So Perfect. I'm uh, going to be sending you a signed copy. That's Sounds like- great why I made these orders. So sounds yeah. amazing. I will I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I know I'm going to learn so much. And I have a child actually, and I'll say this very quickly, who has potentially ADHD and we just started supplementing omega 3s and like a very specific m- balance of EPAs and DHAs and the improvement has been so 
marked that my husband and I are mind blown that just one supplement off Amazon could really improve just like his quality of life, his school experience, his teacher's experience, my experience as a parent. So I'm so excited that you delved into this topic because omega-3s are really, and, and the microbiome are truly affecting so many, not just our pets, our people and our children and future generations. So thank you for all you do. I want to propose a toast. Oh, to this yes. awesome conversation and your water sommelier, whatever his name was. What's his name again? It's Martin. I, Martin, Martin Reese. Or I, Martin I'm sorry, Reese. Martin. I wish I remembered your last name right now. <laughs> but uh, you're my water sommelier and I appreciate everything you do. And uh, I'm sorry and, for drinking liquid death. And you are my Omega, Coco Mega sommelier. So thank you, Jaren, for once again being my guest. Cheers. Yeah. My biggest regret is not thinking to come with a shot of Coco Mega, just like coconut oil and cod liver oil. So I'm going to do that next time. Next, next time. time. Next time. You have, you have one of those uh, in Houston for me. And <laughs> Great. I'll be there this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. cheers. Cheers to Coco Mega. Cheers to all of your dogs. Cheers to your health. Thank you so much. I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter. Thank you, Mark. And to our audience for joining us for these awesome conversations. Here is to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. And I also want to thank you, Jaren, for donating to the Texas Pet Sitters Conference. We had such a great time. I was able to promote these products like yours that I'm so passionate about. I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for donating five bags of your perfect kibble. So like so generous. And I know everybody there was so excited because pet sitters specifically sometimes have to like, you know, zhuzh up food to get dogs to eat it because, you know, maybe they're like out of sorts. They're not feeling so comfortable because their pet parents are traveling. So it's like the perfect food topper, the perfect surprise. They can even use it as treats. So thank you so much for donating to our cause. It's my absolute pleasure. If you want to learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Please rate this podcast on all of your podcasting platforms and subscribe and like on YouTube, please. It really helps diffuse this information to all the pet lovers out there, the boozy pet lovers that are my audience and my people. So cheers. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.